Welcome to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast, the show that helps you find freedom from anxiety, overthinking, worry, and stress. I'm Siobhan Friel, a fellow human being, transformational coach, and your new friend. Come and hang out with me as we explore a whole new understanding of the human experience so you can enjoy life with more peace and ease. Hello. Welcome back to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast. Someone commented that I don't say the episode number at the beginning. So if you have been unduly affected by that, then I'm very sorry. It's episode 18 and today we're talking about intrusive thoughts, which I love. I love talking about intrusive thoughts because there's so much freedom to be found when we aren't bothered by these pesky peace stealers. We're going to talk about what they are, what makes them so shit, then we'll talk about exploring them in a different way to find more peace and ease. Are you down? Okay, let's go. So what are intrusive thoughts? Well, (laughs) all thoughts are intrusive if you think about it. No thought asks for permission. We don't control what plops into our mind, so in that sense, all thoughts are intruding and entering our mind whether we like it or not. But in the spirit of this episode today, intrusive thoughts refer to repetitive, highly unwelcome thoughts, which cause us misery and distress. These are the kind of thoughts which we especially don't like, and because we especially don't like them, they especially bother us when they show up. And because they especially bother us because we especially don't like them, they come around more and more. We'll talk about this loop in a bit. We especially don't like what I'm calling intrusive thoughts because of the meaning that we make out of the having of them. We think these thoughts are inappropriate, wrong, gross, criminal, or it means that we're fucked up in some way. Intrusive thoughts are often around stigmatised themes, but they don't need to be. So think of intrusive thoughts as any repetitive, fucking horrid type of thought that slams into your mind uninvited and makes you feel like shit, particularly ashamed, guilty, horrified or gross. Some really common examples of intrusive thoughts, just for context, are sexual, like I wonder what it would be like to have sex with that stranger or that person who is very young or very old or my boss or my parent or my sibling. Violent thoughts. I wonder what it would be like to plunge this knife into my girlfriend's chest when she sleeps or I could just kill my baby right now. Or thoughts of harming ourselves. I could just throw myself off the bridge or hurl myself into traffic. Or mean and unwanted thoughts about other people. That person is ugly, horrible, stupid or fat. Intrusive thoughts can also be recurring unpleasant memories or imagining a future shame or embarrassment or other unwanted thing or repetitive thoughts about a thing such as drowning or crashing in a car, having an affair, falling down the stairs or being diagnosed with an illness and that type of thing. Intrusive thoughts can also be something like a compulsion, for example, to check your phone, which, (laughs) incidentally, I wanted to do that a bunch of times when I told myself I was sitting down to write the outline for this episode. The persistent urge to check my phone was intrusive and fucking annoying, (laughs) because then I had a bunch of thoughts like, God, Siobhan, you have the attention span of a gnat. 
Oh, I wonder what other words start with a silent G. I know, I'll just look it up. Ah! Back to the episode outline. Then my brain will pipe up. See, I told you you can't focus on anything. Oh, be quiet, brain, I would say. Oh, you're arguing with me now, are you? My brain says. No. And then my brain says, I hope you're going to put this in the podcast. I hope you're going to tell the listeners that you can't even control your own brain. And then I would say, (laughs) no one can control their brain, brain. That's not my message. Anyway, I've had enough of you. Let's catch up later for a cup of tea and some YouTube at break time. My brain would say, okay, do you just want to check your phone first? And I would say, okay, just quickly though, and then we'll get back to work. And then we both say, cool. (laughs) Anyway, I went off track there. Intrusive thoughts are thoughts taken seriously, which we make terrible by applying meaning and judgment to them with extra thoughts, which we also take seriously. (laughs) This is not our fault. A lot of humans take thoughts so darn seriously because we're innocently taught to do this simply by the way the world has been set up. This is the biggest misunderstanding of our existence, a zillion times more impactful than the misunderstanding that the earth was flat, or the misunderstanding that illness came from bad smells, or the misunderstanding that the earth was at the centre of the solar system. The misunderstanding that we need to take our thoughts seriously and they have anything to do with us causes intense suffering, misery, division and conflict. We treat our thoughts as the omnipotent leader of our internal lives. We mistakenly think that our thoughts tell us facts about the deepest part of ourselves. We think that we create our thoughts, that they are a reflection of who we really are, that they are a product of us. So if we have a terrible thought, such as the thought of harming our child, we think it's because of us and that we are a monstrous, fucked up person, a terrible parent, and there's something wrong with us. I'm so glad to tell you that that is not true. In fact, it is my honour and privilege to tell you that you do not control your thoughts, and whatever, and I mean whatever, plops into that mind of yours is nothing, nothing whatsoever to do with you. Yay! I was recently walking near the coast and I passed a couple of people who were peering from the cliff to the rocks below, excitedly pointing out a bird to each other. There's lots of cool birds where I live in New Zealand, by the way. You should come and visit me. A thought popped into my head. I could just push that woman off the cliff and she would fall to a gruesome death. (laughs) It was so ridiculous that it made me laugh out loud, being particularly ridiculous because I'm pretty squeamish. The couple peered at me strangely, this lone woman laughing her head off. (laughs) So next time you see someone laughing, just think they could have been orchestrating your death. (laughs) Now, once upon a time, that that thought would have meant to me that I was, deep down, murderous and psychopathic. I could have gone into a thought spiral of examination and diagnosis. Why did I think that? What does it mean about me? What does it mean about my life and what options are now off the table for me, given that I am a murderer? And the more I thought about the thought, the more thoughts I'd have about the thought. And the more I would think the thought and the more I thought about it, the more real or prescient or important it seemed, 
which would generate even more thoughts. This is how we get caught up in intrusive and repetitive thinking. A thought pops into our mind out of nowhere and we believe it's important. So we keep thinking about it. And the more we think about it, the more we think about it and repeat. Quite some time ago, I had the thought of a family member during sex and it freaked me out and I couldn't continue with it. (laughs) Then the next time I was, you know, I remembered the thought I had had the last time. So there it was in my head again. And it freaked me out even more because now it was a problem. This kept happening because the more I thought it was a problem, the more it was a problem because I was thinking it was a problem. Can you see the self-strengthening mechanism at play here when we think our thoughts are a problem? Intrusive, repetitive or habitual thoughts are just thoughts like any other thought, but they become a problem for us when we think they are particularly meaningful or prescient and or we label the thought as terrible or shameful or disgusting and or we have a lot of judgment or analytical thought about that thought and why we are thinking it and what it means. This means that we innocently give the thought our attention even if that attention is to try and get rid of the thought. And this innocently teaches our brain that the thoughts are important because of all of this attention and cognition going on. So the thought is more likely to come back now because it's innocently been assigned importance by the brain. Then the more it comes back, the more of a problem we think we have, which strengthens the loop of misery. I wonder if you've noticed that I've said the word innocently about a majillion times because we are not doing this on purpose. We seem to especially notice intrusive thoughts because they often come with such a strong feeling, a really strong feeling of anxiety or panic or disgust or shame or anything like that. But those feelings are not attached to the thought content itself. Our bad feeling is letting us know when we're innocently mistaking thought content for truth, right? I say this in one way or another every episode, so I hope that's not a surprise. And if it is a surprise, I hope it's a nice surprise. Because it's a friggin' game changer to see our shitty feeling as just a warning that our thinking is off the mark. Okay, back to intrusive thoughts. So all the judgment about the thought and the meaning that we make of it and the questioning about why we have the thought and all of that. Why did I think about pushing a woman to her gruesome death down a cliff? Because I have a human brain and that's what brains do. What does it mean about me? Nothing. The thought only means I have a human brain and that's what brains do. What does it mean about what will happen in the future? Nothing. The thought only means I have a human brain and that's what brains do. What does the thought mean about me being a psychopath, paedophile, murderer, incest committer, <laughs> or child harmer? Nothing. The thought only means I have a human brain and that's what brains do. Okay, you still with me? So intrusive thoughts are just thoughts. They're just thoughts. We don't control them. Thoughts are impersonal, arbitrary, 77% negative according to studies, (laughs) ephemeral, constantly moving wisps of energy. 
We don't need to label thoughts as intrusive or diagnose ourselves with intrusive thoughts or treat them any differently from any other thought. But I am using the human-made term of intrusive thoughts in this episode as it can be helpful to distinguish them at first if you're new to the type of conversation we're having on the show, mostly to help neutralise them. But thoughts are all the same and when we come to see that and see the nature of thought, our relationship to the thought content which is the bit that feels horrid when we take them seriously, that shifts all on its own. Like all thoughts, what I'm calling intrusive thoughts here are principally energy. Energy plus story, as some teachers of this paradigm like to say, which I like too. So, like all thoughts, they slide into our mind from who knows where. But if the content of the thought gets our attention somehow, maybe because they're out of the ordinary or particularly ick or illegal or shameful or whatever, we then have a bunch of thoughts about the thoughts. Again, it's just more thoughts, but maybe we call it a judgment about the intrusive thought. But again, it's just more thoughts. So a human day sounds a bit like this, with the volume or speed of thought going up and down. Thought, 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 thought 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 thought. (laughs) I can't really do it without laughing but with all the innocent labeling we do we turn our day into something like this banana thought banana thought banana thought intrusive thought judgment intrusive thought judgment judging our judgment important thought urge thought banana thought limiting belief judgment judgment important thought painful memory opinion about the memory judgment limiting belief banana thought (laughs) I probably should have said before that example that I use banana thought to illustrate a quote safe thought that we don't really pay attention to and we have tons of these every day but of course we don't notice because they aren't important to us and they don't come with a strong feeling because we haven't innocently assigned importance to it or extra meaning. If you have strong thoughts or a phobia about bananas, you can swap banana thought for something else for this illustration. When I had an eating disorder, I had strong thoughts about bananas due to them being delicious (laughs) and therefore they weren't safe to eat. So it's very nice that bananas now signify to me a safe thought. It's like the circle of life. Gosh, I'm really talking about myself a lot today, aren't I? (laughs) If you have a picture of me strolling along clifftops, eating bananas, pushing people into the sea below, all while thinking about sex with a member of my family, well, those are just your thoughts. (laughs) So where were we? Intrusive thoughts are just thoughts when we don't make meaning out of them with other thoughts. And what we make meaning out of and what meaning we make up is not up to us either because those are more uncontrollable thoughts. It seems to be that the meaning makers are informed by our thought algorithm, we talked about this in the last episode, or just the zillions of layers of complex conditioning, influences, experiences and messages that we've been exposed to since birth and how seriously we take all of that. Intrusive thoughts are just thoughts made worse with more thought. 
Innocently assigning meaning and judgment to a thought with more thought is like cleaning a dirty window with a filthy cloth. But we are human and that's just what we do. However, at the heart of the stuff I'm talking about on the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast is the transformation that takes place when we see all this, when we see the nature of thought, how it behaves, how it comes and goes, how it's infinitely variable and always being replaced, how we see there's intelligence beyond our personal thinking that is really in the driver's seat if we can only get out of the darn way. You don't need to identify or match up different types of thought or notice when you're judging your thoughts or assigning meaning to some thoughts and not others. Don't worry about any of that. It's all just thought. Imagine your internal world as trying to navigate through a hedge maze and all the hedges are different types of thought like intrusive thought, judgment thought, bad thought, shameful thought, etc. You try and find your way around the different hedge thoughts (laughs) by identifying them or noticing their spikiness or different leaf shape. And you only want to go down the path of the nice thought hedges. (laughs) But you keep getting to a dead end and it's all very confusing and overwhelming. Well, when we see more around the nature of thought, we realise the hedges are just holograms and we can walk right through them all. We don't need to navigate, identify, remember or any of that because they are all holograms regardless of the shape or size that they took before. Okay, a hologram hedge maze (laughs) is what my brain dished up when I gave it about half a second to give me a metaphor which just goes to show how arbitrary and random and strange our brains are yet we get in such distress by taking these random outputs seriously and making meaning out of them. When you read a crime thriller and the murderer is talking in the first person so you read I plunged the barbecue fork deep into his chest and watched the life fade from his eyes. I'm guessing that you don't take that personally. Like when you read that in a book, you don't think that you are a barbecue fork wielding murderer, right? So why take the sentences in your mind seriously? Now, when I talk about this with people, and I was the same, by the way, we think that we need to take our thoughts, the sentences in our mind, seriously, only because they are in our mind. But as you'll see, if you watch your thoughts for about 25 seconds, you don't control what plops in there. Please, please hear this. This made up rule is the most enormous misunderstanding there has ever been, as I said earlier in the episode, and it's causing huge amounts of misery. Your thoughts are not yours, and taking ownership of something that you can't control is keeping you from more peace and joy in life. So stop it. (laughs) Okay, so how can you find more freedom around intrusive thoughts and the kind of stuff that we've been talking about today? So as with anything, to see something new, it's helpful to suspend what you think you know already. Now, believe me, I know how distressing it is to have intrusive thoughts which are really bothersome. But what if that distress is showing you that your thoughts can't be trusted? So for now, let's acknowledge that they feel awful and terrible and stressful, okay? Got it. That's a given while we explore this stuff. 
Now, just lightly explore what is different if the thoughts weren't taken seriously. So as best you can, stop putting intrusive thoughts in their own category of thought and thinking this is something that you need to fix. You don't need to fix them. Let's consider that our thoughts are not, not important messengers of the truths of our lives or predictors of the future or auditors of the past or any of that. Now, you do not have to believe a single word of what I'm talking about here. And in fact, you shouldn't take my word for it at all. I invite you to gently explore this for yourself. And you can absolutely go back to what you thought before. But take a little peek. What would it be like if you didn't take the thoughts seriously? What would it be like if you knew for sure, even just pretending right now because you don't know for sure yet, that they did not mean a single thing about you? What if the thoughts are nothing to do with you whatsoever? They just happen to be in your head and that bit's a mystery that we don't need to solve. What if the intrusive thoughts were just a sign of a very creative and imaginative mind? What if the weirder your intrusive thoughts, the more creative you are? What if the weirder your intrusive thoughts are, the more of a clue it is that you would have fun writing stories or creating sculptures or art or screenplays or anything like that? <laughs> I remember once exploring this with someone and when I mentioned something similar to that, they started worrying that their intrusive thoughts weren't intrusive enough <laughs> for them to be creative. Ah, oh, humans. Now, here's the cool thing. You can always rely on the feeling to guide you. Now, what if the worse the feeling, the more mistrustful the thoughts are? There is no harm in taking a look at intrusive thoughts in this way and lightly exploring this. Nothing bad will happen if you take your mind off what you think. And it could open up so much for you. When I was coming across this stuff that we're talking about on the show, I was kind of frightened in a way to loosen my grip on what I thought thoughts were <laughs> or what they were telling me because I thought they were important. What would I miss if I didn't take them so seriously? Would I miss an important thing about myself or would I miss something to do if I wasn't paying as much attention to my thoughts? So if you feel that way, I totally get that and just kind of make it safe for yourself, whatever that really means to you. So for example, I would give myself a trial period. Okay, I would say, I won't take my thoughts seriously for the rest of the day. And then it would be two days, and then the trial periods got longer and longer. But do what makes sense to you, just explore and play with it lightly. Okay, how's Anxious Alice? Hey Alice. Anxious Alice has been listening with interest to this episode. She'd never actually heard the term intrusive thoughts, but she does recognise that she has repetitive thinking around certain topics, which feels more important than others. Alice googled intrusive thoughts and ended up going down a bit of a rabbit hole, and she started worrying about intrusive thoughts, which is the opposite of what I wanted. But that's okay. Alice is showing us what humans do. Now, notice how Alice heard a new term, intrusive thoughts, and she focused on that, and then she didn't listen to a thing I said. Now, that is so normal. So if you've got to this point in the episode and you feel worse than when it started, (laughs) 
then that's okay. And as best you can, try and relax. Remember, your mind will clear on its own. And when you're ready, perhaps have another listen and see where we want to go with this, which is looking away from the label of intrusive thought and their content and the meaning we attach to the content and looking towards the fundamental nature of thought instead. It's ever-changing, unstable, fleeting, impersonal qualities. Okay, we're nearly at the end. So I would love for you to take away a simpler perspective on what we're calling intrusive thoughts. When we can come to see that intrusive thoughts are just regular thoughts, that we've innocently and mistakenly assigned a ton of erroneous meaning to, it can help to unravel their seeming importance, which helps them fade away as they are no longer held in place with our attention. Now, this can take time for some people, including for me, so be patient with yourself. And if you're really struggling, swing by my website for extra help. I'll put the link in the show notes. I love this quote from Dr. Judy Sedgman, who's a teacher of the stuff I talk about on the show. She says, you can entertain your thoughts or let your thoughts entertain you. (laughs) When we do see the nature of thought and truly see the safety in the content of what we think, we can be entertained by our thoughts. And it's quite the show. Okay, that's it from me for today. Thank you for hanging out with me and I'll see you again soon. Bye. Oh, one more thing. If you haven't seen my email or you're not on my email list, why not? Um, I'm hosting a hangout on the internet for anyone that wants to come along and ask a question or just have a chat and explore the kind of stuff that we talk about on the show. The link is in the show notes and you can just head to my website, siobhanfrail.com slash hangout, H-A-N-G, O-U-T and I'll send you the link from there. I hope to see you. It's on Thursday 21st of July at 7pm UK, um, 8pm other European cities or 11am Pacific, 1pm Central, 2pm Eastern. I think I've got that right, not 100% sure. Anyway, hope to see you there. Okay, I'm really going this time. Bye! Thank you so much for listening. This is the part where I ask you to share, review and subscribe to the show. So if you go and do that, I would absolutely love it. If you have thoughts or questions or insights about this episode or anything really, come and share them with me on Instagram at Siobhan Freel or visit me at SiobhanFreel.com. See you next time.